Hello, and welcome once again to another episode of What the Fuck is Going On. I'm here with Alicia, and we're ready to talk about... Lewis, what are you doing? I don't really remember. <laughs> we're doing a top ten, Lewis. We're not in the 70s. Oh, that's right. Uh, this is not a smooth jazz station. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it could be sometimes. I don't know. I mean, we sing enough, probably. Somebody probably. might think that. There's just no jazz going on. It's too bad. It's too bad. I like jazz. Yeah. Jazz is good. Uh, I'm I'm Alicia. That That's Lewis. We're going to do my top ten this week. Yeah. You thought we were done with top ten lists, but you were wrong. <laughs> we're back once again, baby. Oh, now we're going the morning show in the yeah, 80s. Why the fuck the, not? That edgy. Why the fuck not? I don't know. I don't know enough about radio programs to say anything <laughs> I'm talking about. Anyway, um... All we need is those weird sound effects. Beep, beep. Oh, no, that's the 90s. Oh, yeah. That was the 90s. Um, so, we did Lewis's top 10 last week in no particular order. I, likewise, I'm going to do mine in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, really in just, like, the way that they came into my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even do them, like, alphabetically or chronologically. or There's n- literally no order to them other than this is the first one that came to mind and then subsequent ones like that. Sounds good. The... I have really weird tastes in movies. I'm going to preface all of this with that. Don't we all? Because I'm going... I'll I'll go from, like, super comedy to, like, drama Mm -hmm. to, like, super action movies. And it's just... I just have weird tastes in movies. Um, I just like movies. It's really all it is. Okay. Like, I had to force myself to limit it down to ten, remember? I was struggling to reach ten. (laughs) <laughs> like, I just couldn't think of enough movies. And then I would be like, no, I'm not going to say that one because it's it's good, but it's not as good as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It was actually kind of a struggle to come up with 10. I don't know how you did it so fast. Because I love so many movies. That's like true. I said, I had to slim it down because it was just so many. Well, this one and this one and this one I can watch all the time. <laughs> and this one and this one. This, this one never gets old. Oh, yeah. Speaking oh. of never gets old. Yeah. The first one on my list... Never fucking gets old. I've seen this movie 10,000 times. No joke. 10,000 times. I'm and sure of it. And counting. <laughs> still hilarious. Every time I watch it, it still gets me with at least one gag. Like, every time. It's Airplane. <laughs> I love this movie. It's like... <laughs> it's got, like, that hilarious sense of humor about itself. Like... <sighs> it knows it's a parody. It's... it's- so damn funny it is so funny slapstick humor and just and puns and drug references and just every kind of humor that you can think of all in one movie quit the wrong wrong week to stop drinking oh god (laughs) yeah there's like running gags in it um everything everything that you could possibly want in a comedy movie is in this movie um in, in, like, the late 70s, there was some super massive hit called Airport that came out, and mm-hmm. this movie's a parody of it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best-known parody movies of all time, I think. Pretty sure of that. Mm-hmm. Who does it have? It has Leslie Nielsen in it. It's hilarious. There's a bunch of people. We, uh... So many people. I... If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. 100% sit down, watch this damn movie, because it's hilarious. Um, smoking or non-smoking? Uh, smoking. <laughs> Visual gags list. <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's so damn funny. 
It is so funny. The lady's like sleeping with a horse and <sighs> that doesn't make sense out of context. I just realized there's there's a bit that's in it that there's there, a lady that's sleeping with a horse. It's hilarious. So many bits. There's it's the whole movie is just a bit after a bit after a bit and then running gags and then it's just so funny. It's so funny. Robert Stack is there too as like a hard ass and former commander of the main the main guy but he just has this this dry deliveries of all the fucking puns that he has and just like the bullshit that goes around with him like when he's changing in front of the mirror like putting all his stuff on you yeah. see him like right there putting on his jacket putting on his hat putting on his his glasses and then he walks out from the mirror and walks out the house and everyone's like what the fuck just happened yeah that's so weird <laughs> the entire time he's doing that his dog is attacking the guy that's supposed to be picking him up and his wife is just like looking at him just like nonchalant not even caring what the hell's going yeah. on back there yeah so fucking funny god it's such it's got so many good bits to it so many watch it watch it uh stewardess i speak jive <laughs> grandma lady talking jive to these guys <laughs> anyway anyway okay watch the movie if you haven't seen it this is like the first one that i want to talk about because it's freaking hilarious um the second one that i want to talk about is dogma mm-hmm. i love this movie um kevin smith is one of my favorite directors directors mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite directors and um to me this is quite possibly his best movie yeah to me because it speaks to a very personal part of me. That whole... I had this huge interest in religion. Lewis knows this. Um, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a nun. And then, you know, rational thoughts started hitting in. And then sex drive hit. You know, those two things in connection. Pretty much destroyed any chance of me being a nun. Mm-hmm. But during the time that I was going through this existential crisis, I watched this movie Dogma. And... Uh, it pointed out a lot of flaws that I had already realized in the church. <clears throat> and Kevin Smith's a Catholic. He's still a Catholic today. Um, because in the end of the movie, what's important is that, you know, you have faith, not that what the church actually says. It's that you have faith. That's the message of the movie. Um, ultimately, you know, my religious journey ended up differently than how Kevin Smith's did. But it was it's a really goddamn good movie. It's got a lot of really funny moments in it and at the same time it has a huge message to it that um a lot of people miss out on you know no greater exquisite sin than central air best line of that damn movie (laughs) (laughs) um jason lee is in it and jason muse is in it (laughs) kevin smith himself kevin smith himself is in it chris rock Uh uh-huh uh linda florentino alan rickman is Salma it, Hayek. Isn't Alyssa Morissette in it? Yes, Alanis Morissette. Or Alanis Morissette. Who the hell is Alyssa Morissette? I have no idea. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are there. Uh huh. Yeah, the movie's great. <laughs> and he got he got so many like death threats and stuff. Uh, Kevin Smith did. He got so many death threats and stuff from this movie, from religious groups who thought that they were he was making fun of their their religion, which he was. But ultimately, he wasn't denying their religion. He was saying, yeah, no, there is a God. There literally is a God in the movie. There's literally angels in the movie. There are characters in the movie. But people are stupid and, like, didn't watch the actual movie. The funny thing is, like, they were threatening him for making fun of their religion. He's like, it's my religion, too, though. Yeah. And and the thing that that gets me the most is that um, he's still Catholic. Mm -hmm. 100%. 
believes in God, 100% Catholic. Well, he's Catholic, so his belief is actually, meh, who cares? It's a joke. It's around. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh my God, we're like, this is like so, we have barely talked about anything. Talk, woman, talk. Oh, You're the one under the mic here. I'm sorry. Should I put you under the spotlight? No, please don't. Um. Anyway, this movie's great, so we'll watch it. And your next film choice is... 2012. <laughs> In God, why? <laughs> you know this. Oh, uh, I do. I love terrible movies. I love them, especially if they're apocalyptic movies. <laughs> that just adds to it. It's just so good. <laughs> I don't... <sighs> All right. So, if you were to ask me on any given day what I think that the world's going to end because of, Mm -hmm. like, what reasoning behind it, my answer is going to be Yellowstone exploding. Yeah. Right? Because it's the most likely and probably the worst of all options. Um, Nuclear war, eh, by comparison. Um, The the Yellowstone caldera is supposedly overdue, but that's statistical nonsense. So, you know... Mm -hmm. Um, there's like this correlation between how many times in the past it's gone. There's no fucking correlation. It's not on a timer. It'll do it whenever the fuck it wants. People are stupid for believing that it works like that. And it bothers me. But anyway, mm-hmm. the Yellowstone caldera has gone off multiple times mm-hmm. and killed off m- multiple huge populations um, and caused at least one ice age to happen. And awesome. I know. <laughs> um, and because we're in a period of... Uh, non-glaciation right so we're in a warming period plus what humans are actually doing to the planet Mm -hmm. both of them combined means that we're well on our way to a glaciation period um what that means is the growing of glaciers it means it's a cooling period during Mm -hmm. the times the history of the world anyway yeah to to quote arnold schwarzenegger and batman and robin hell freezes over all the puns in that movie the iceman cometh (laughs) No, um, so anyway, all that aside, right, like, me plus science equals, oh, I'll talk about it for hours, right? But this movie takes what is my ultimate fear, right, mm-hmm. uh, and then makes a terrible movie based off of it. And mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, well, that's only part of it. The caldera blows, but it's also because there's a shift in the Earth's crust and all this crazy shit that happens. Um and there's actual theories that this kind of thing happens, uh, that the crust could become unstable and shift and all this stuff. There's science behind it. It's unlikely science, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been several periods in, hist- in, in Earth's history where the poles have shifted, for example, which is part of this movie. Um, there's all kinds of stuff in this movie that's based on actual science that they just put all of it together. It's like Sharknado, right? Yeah. They just put a bunch of science together and said, this will work. And it sort of kind of does. And I kind of like it for it. It's fun. It's a fun movie to talk about. And then plus, what's-his-face is there being crazy. Eating pickles. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is there eating pickles. <laughs> Why not? It's so bizarre. The whole movie is so bizarre. <laughs> and uh, I kind of like it for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hate it, but that's okay. I don't really hate it. I just think it's just weird. It's, it's almost as confusing as Batman vs. Superman. Almost. It almost is, yeah. Like, that's my only grip against it. That's 2012, in a nutshell, is that it's just crazy and doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless you know a bunch of stuff behind it. 
Plus, Los Angeles explodes. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Why is it in every apocalyptic movie there's always a chase scene where they're running away from the inevitable nature destruction behind them? Because they have to try and prove that the human spirit is stronger than nature for some reason. But why does it have to be John Cusack? Uh, because they couldn't get anyone else. And he had to fit the profile of the everyman. Does he fit the profile of the everyman? Because I don't know if he does. I don't know. He's not like super muscular kind of guy. Mm. He's just like an average looking guy. That wasn't a problem in San Andreas. They had The Rock, for Christ's sake. Because yeah, he's The Rock. Well. <laughs> he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is that an excuse? You're literally saying he needed to fit the everyman, but then in a very similar movie, like, like almost identical movie. Almost identical, except his character was like a military person. Oh, okay. Nice. He wasn't supposed to be the everyman. All right. John Cusack's the everyman, a failed you know, author turned chaperone, limo driver, or whatever. Yeah. And Maurice Shriver's there. Is that her name? No. Oh, what's her name? Amanda Peet. Oh, I thought she was Maurice Shriver. Nope. That's Schwarzenegger's wife. They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> they are the just, same. Just another one you're just going to add is the same people? They're the same people, just wearing different makeup. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so so from post-apocalyptic world uh-huh. to random... <laughs> so from post-apocalyptic world to like a, a random time jump to an imaginary world before the Victorian era, mm-hmm. or during the Victorian... Well, I don't know. Um, Beauty and the Beast is yeah. the next one that I want to talk about. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I love Beauty and the Beast. I know you do. It's a great movie. It makes me so happy. And we can't wait for the, the live-action one. I can't wait for it because I'm in love with Emma Watson. And the movie Beauty and the Beast. But mostly Emma Watson, I know. Mostly I Emma it. Watson, yeah. It's okay. I'm sure you can understand. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, 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 <clears throat> I mean, give me a reason why you wouldn't, right? <laughs> oh, she's an awesome she's lady. She's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Just, just amazing person. Not to mention she's absolutely gorgeous, but her as herself is just an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And totally admirable, and, and I love her. Mm-hmm. And I want her to marry me. Not really. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> well, I'll just call up my lawyer. So I don't really think that I need to talk about Beauty and the Beast because everybody's seen it. You know what I mean? Uh, Are you sure? I hope everybody's seen it because that movie's amazing. Yeah, but you gotta think there's probably people of this generation now that only know of the live-action one coming out and don't know of the original animated one or of, like, what the work is based off of. That's sad. There is a world like that. We're living in it. I'm gonna pretend like that's not true. Okay. I'm just gonna be willfully ignorant of that. Just like the president-elect. Nope. Democracy is is going down. It's fine. It's, it's just burning. Everything's fine. This is fine. This is fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> dog. <laughs> the dog meme is just... It's 2016. It's, everything's fine. <laughs> anyway. So your next film is... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Emma Watson... Speaking of Emma Watson... The next movie is all of the Harry Potter. That's not one movie. No, it's it's one movie. It's, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's all one movie. It's, it's eight okay. movies. It's all, it's all one movie. It's just, it's just a 20-hour movie. This, this isn't Boyhood where they decided to make one movie over a span of years to make sure the main character aged up exactly how they needed him to. No, no, it's one movie. No, it's not. It's, it's all one movie. You, you wish it's it got all the same actors in it, and yeah. it's fine. It's still the same movie. 
Do I have to choose one? That doesn't one? make sense. No, you don't have to choose one. I'm just saying, like, it's not one but, movie. It's eight movies. But Harry Potter. I get it. Like, the whole franchise. You could just say the franchise. That's what I said. All of the Harry Potter. <laughs> you said one movie, though. <laughs> That's what I'm getting you on. They are. They're one movie. It's all one movie. It's all one movie. All of it. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> Fine. I'm a serious Harry Potter fangirl. Yes. Um, I love Harry Potter. It's a world that is amazing. And I try really hard to get pretty much everybody that I know to watch it because it's a really good coming of age story, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but my personal interest in it is that it's about racism. Yeah. And, and she does it in a way where it's non-threatening and it's mm-hmm. teaching you that racism is inherently bad. Yeah. Um, also, nobody should live in the closet. Nobody should live in the damn closet. Ever. You should never have to hide who you are. Unless you're into, like, necrophilia. In which case, probably you should seek help. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a story for another time, though. <laughs> <coughs> I, don't, um, I don't know how to describe Harry Potter in a way that's going to make it so that it makes sense for me to love it so much. Other than to say... That it's about racism. Mm-hmm. And because that's so near and dear to my heart, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a really important lesson for everybody to learn. Mm-hmm. Racism is just not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Calling you out, Trump. It's just not okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alt. Right. Quote. Quote. It's just not okay. It's not okay. Um, I don't know, man. We're not going to go down that road much more. No. That's, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. So, after your Harry Potter franchise? Uh, the producers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna, gonna be, be the producers, producers of a great big Broadway flop. I love it. I love this movie. The original one or the new one? The newer one. Okay. The one with Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. And, and Uma... And Uma Thurman. Um, I love this movie. We used to fall asleep to it all the time. We used to sing it to each other all the time. Um, you used to sing that face to me all the time. I mean, time. I can still do it right now. You used, <laughs> used to sing it to the dog. That was the thing that got me. You used to sing it to the dog all the time. Because she just looked at me and just... <laughs> that face. No, that no, face, no, no, no. That <laughs> wonderful face. Anyway, um, this movie's really good, too. really like it. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it later. Yeah. Watch it with the cat? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to sing that face to him. <laughs> He's just going to look at you like, what? He's just going to look at me and like fall asleep. <laughs> so he doesn't give meow. a shit. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's a feel-good movie. You know, when I'm feeling kind of down, I watch that movie. Yeah. Because who doesn't like a movie that's about making fun of Hitler? Yeah, that's true. But I'm starting to notice there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an order here that I didn't intend at all. But because, it's happening. Because Voldemort's literally Hitler. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about the producers, which is making fun of Hitler. <laughs> it has John Barrowman. Oh, man. I know it's... Springtime for Hitler and Germany. Anyway. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Yes. Love it. I love it, too. Love it. It's it's in my top list of movies. Like I said, I just couldn't put it in the top ten because god 
damn, I had had so much trouble trying yeah. to narrow everything down. <laughs> um, I love it. I mean, I really don't need to say anything else. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It makes you feel pretty good. It does. It's just a happy movie. Um, try really hard not to compare it to the first one because they're similar, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty much my advice for anybody that's seeing a remake of something, you know? Yeah. If somebody's telling you this movie is good, um, oh, and you're like, oh, no, the original was good. This can't possibly also be good. Mm-hmm. T- take it as though it's a new movie. Mm-hmm. Watch it because it has the same elements, but not the same movie. You know, it wasn't a good remake. TMT. TMNT? Well, yeah, I was going to say Robocop. Oh, well, that's true. What about Judge Dredd? Did we ever see Judge Dredd? Yes, we did. The the new one. Yeah. I mean, did we did? Yeah, we did. Oh, my God, I don't even remember it. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That one was actually very good. Okay. I don't know, man. But anyway, um, this movie's totally good. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to the Boondock Saints. Okay. Which has absolutely nothing to do with the producers. I don't think there's anything that has to do with that. No. Not really. But it has to do with dogma. Because it talks about God. A little, yeah. It's another one of those movies where God actually 100% exists and you can't even question it. Mm-hmm. Um, although some people try. Because mm-hmm. there's this whole philosophical argument that they're just crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. But shared delusion, that's my answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have a shared delusion without speaking about it beforehand. Or I say shared delusion, what I mean is shared hallucination. They're both hearing the same message. So At the same time. And they didn't even talk about they it. They didn't just talk looked about it. at each other. They didn't have any conversation about it whatsoever. When they're in the jail cells, when we're talking about, when they get their first message from God, um, they don't say anything to one another. So That's it. It has to be that God actually exists in this world. So that's cool. I like cream cheese with my onion bagel. Oh my god, the hobgoblin is the best in this. Hobgoblin? Is he the goblin or the hobgoblin? He's a green goblin. Whatever. It's the same character. <laughs> you got character. your wrong goblin. Sorry, it's the same fucking character. Who the hell uh, knows? It's not. It's definitely the same character. It anyway. It's not the same character. Do not make me go all up into this about fucking green goblin versus hobgoblin and demo goblin and all that shit. Because I will. We don't have time for that right we now. We don't. You <laughs> <laughs> could dedicate a whole episode to that. You're so ridiculous. But, but yeah, The Boondock Saints is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's full of drinking, hilarity, very seriousness, family values, etc., etc. Hey, ass fuck, give me a beer. <laughs> what was that movie that we were watching <laughs> where the person goes like this? And I was like, there was a fire. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> What was it? I don't remember. Oh, we man. God damn, that was great. <laughs> um, what's his name? The guy that plays the hobgoblin, the not hobgoblin. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is so fucking good in this movie. And so gay in this movie. So gay in this movie. And it's hilarious. And he makes a not very convincing woman. I not mean, really. But it's... He, he acted the part very well. What I mean is his jaw is so <laughs> huge that, like, he is a repulsive woman. Like, if you're just accepting him as, you, you know, he's a woman, right? <laughs> Boy, you need some contouring or something. Like, come on. He, he didn't spend enough time with the drag queens. Go ahead and oh, about that. man, you know what I should have put on here? Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That's another great one. Damn. Speaking of movies that are great drag queen movies. Yeah, yeah we're just going to add this in here. Yeah, that's Fuck just going to be a bonus. Little that's bonus for both of one. us right here because I you love have... That movie. Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, all three in drag, the whole movie, just um, playing it perfectly. So great. Robin Williams shows up to uh-huh. help him out and shit. Where? I, 
He's the guy that takes the plane ticket and turns into tr- the the car for them. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's the guy they meet at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. There's like a whole section of that movie that I just don't remember. And you have fucking Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother there as Officer Dullard. Really? Yeah. That's Sean Penn's brother? Yeah, Chris Penn. Oh my god. He also pops up in Reservoir Dogs. Not on my list. Oh, I'm just telling you. Because <laughs> I thought about putting it on my list. That's funny. But yeah. So That's yeah. crazy. I would have never known. Get your hands off my dick, buddy! Oh man. Oof. We might have this gain up a little bit too high. Um, so, the, um, we were talking about the Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. And the Boondock Saints is a movie that's very good, and you should watch it. Guys, this is just pretty much a watch list. If you haven't seen it, watch it, because these movies are great. Yeah. That's not true about Lewis's, because his are very personal, but mine are just, these are objectively great movies. Just watch them. My movies are still great. Some of them are. <laughs> Some of them are. I'll give that. Some of them are. Some of them, take it or leave it. Whatever. Yeah. But then they made a second movie, The Boondock Saints 2, and they're, mm-hmm. they're slated to make a third. Yep. The second one was okay. It definitely had the same feel. It had the same feel because they brought everybody back. Yeah, and then added a few new people. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't quite have the same magic. Yeah. Might be the nostalgia. I don't know. I think it's because of the nostalgia and how much time it took in between. Maybe. So with that big gap of freaking time, like that's kind of what made it just kind of wane. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened with the Duke Nukem games. Okay. Duke Nukem, the last one that came out was like Duke Nukem 3 or whatever. And everybody was just like, oh, we can't wait for the next one. Yeah. It was so spl- slated and slated and they kept talking about, talk about, talk about it. So much hype build up. And then Duke Nukem Forever came out and it was just shit because it took so long to go ahead and be made. So much hype and build up about it. And then it just failed everybody's expectations. Yeah. Because they tried to keep it in the same vein as the other ones. Just like fucking 90s tough guys spitting out bad puns and shit and all that. Yeah. Doesn't work. It just didn't. Didn't have the same gravitas. Ooh, big words. I know big words. I think I just felt my dick move. I don't have a dick. It's a joke. There you go. (laughs) Anyway. Next one. So from the Boondock Saints, I was like, you know what else is a really good movie that's both an action movie and a comedy at the same time? Mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Uh, The Cornetto trilogy is great. The whole, all three of them are great. Uh, but I have a special place in my heart for Shaun of the Dead because it's the first one that I saw of mm-hmm. the Cornetto trilogy. I think it's the first one of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes, it is. Um, it blew my goddamn mind. It was so fucking good. So silly. And the makeup was good. The acting was good. The plot was good, which is very rare to see. <laughs> the plot is actually pretty good. Um, there's like a random... You know that encounter when they when they run into the lady... And they have that awkward moment where, like, everybody's the same that's mm-hmm. passing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that lady and the girlfriend mm-hmm. and Sean apparently had a threesome. And they haven't spoken to one another since the threesome until this moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's so awkward. <laughs> we have to, like, look at the, the notes and listen to the director. And then you find out that that's I the reason. See. Okay. I thought it was because mm-hmm. that lady, uh, Simon Pegg, and... Nick Frost all worked in the the TV show Spaced. No, but that's it's an acceptable thing to say, right? Mm. Like, because it makes sense and it would be funny to have it that way. No, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, Lisa, you got red on you. I do not have red on me. 
We still do that all of the time. Oh, Anytime yeah. that one of us is wearing a red shirt, for example, we'll just be like, you got red on you. <laughs> so it's so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> the last time I was painting, I think it was, maybe it was the time before that, uh, I had red on me and you were like, you got red on you. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. I don't know, man. And then there's that weird uptight dude that reminds me of Philip that's like just a jackass the whole damn movie. For no reason whatsoever. He, he's got a crush on What's-Her-Face. Yeah, but he can't get with her. Yeah, I know. And he just can't accept it. I know. There's like a whole bit that, that does that. Anyway. Kill the queen! The jukebox! <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Um, and then... And then I guess we can talk about Robin Hood and Men in Tights. Yeah, because another Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> He's maybe my second favorite director mm-hmm. of all time. Um, Who's your first? Kevin Smith, I just said. Okay. I really like Kevin Smith's sense of humor and uh, uh, the way that he tells stories. is really, really good. He is an excellent storyteller. Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks is really good at making jokes that are really funny and like, whew, worth Walk it. this way. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. There's so many like stupid fucking jokes, like the Achu thing, you know. Gesundheit. No man, that's my name. Achu. Um, I Dave... am a sneeze. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is there. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Isaac Case is there as Dave Chappelle's father. Yeah, a sneeze. Um, fucking the the, <laughs> the blind dude. What's his name? Blinken. Oh yeah, Blinken. He's so funny. Did you just say hey? Abe Lincoln. No, I didn't say Abe Lincoln. I said, hey, Blinken. <laughs> Hold the reins, man. I love it. I love that movie. Well, I love to cross my bridge, but you gotta pay the toll first. We don't get no tolls, we can't eat no rolls. I made that up. <laughs> Who is that guy? Is he the one that plays, um... Little John. But in real life, I'm very big. Has he been in anything else? I don't remember. Oh, I thought he was the guy that played uh, Butterfinger for some reason. No. I think that's somebody else. Yeah. That was Zangief. Um, okay. Speaking of Zangief. Are we going to see him later in the commissary? We're going to see him right now in the in number 10 spot of, of Street Fighter because I love Street Fighter. Um, this movie is so terrible. That was beautiful. <laughs> this movie is so terrible. Um, I don't actually recommend people watch it because it's really bad. But no, I have a I, lot of. I recommend you watch it because it's bad. <laughs> I really have a special place in my heart for this movie. <laughs> I mean, so do I. Just because it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like Super Mario Brothers. It's so it's bad. So bad. It just but circles it just, right around to good. It just sticks with you because of it. Yeah, but it's like it's this one is totally a one hundred percent. This is a nostalgia. It's nostalgia. This movie's great. Mm-hmm. It's great because it's so bad. Like, they they took it so seriously, and they were not intending to make it funny, but it is so funny because it's so bad. Also, why the hell is Kylie Minogue wearing pants? Cammie doesn't wear pants. Cammie don't wear pants. God, Kylie Minogue, take off them pants. Ah. You just want to see her butt. Hey, she does it in music videos. I'm saying, why not in the movie? Because Jean-Claude Van Damme was like, this butt's mine. Well, he needs to fucking get off his high horse. He was high this whole movie. Yeah. He was just doing coke the whole movie. Exactly my it point. Should showed a little bit. Coward! Come back here! DJ! Where are you going? So overacting. Yeah. <gasps> Quick! Change the channel! But for me, 
It was Tuesday. Uh, Fucking Gomez Adams is so good in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. The hell? It's the aliens coming. Oh, well, fuck them. Um, Street Fighter was really good because it was really bad. The end. So yeah, it's my top ten. Yeah. All right. There we go. That was nerve-wracking. How did you get through that? Mm. I'm like sitting here thinking about how many people are going to judge me for my top ten. If you have any judgments... Go fuck yourself. Uh, but no, seriously, seriously. Don't don't judge. Uh, if you have any problems with what we enjoy as our movies, hey, let us know what you enjoy as your movies. What are your top ten? Yeah, so that we can judge you right back. Yeah. No, I mean, but I actually do kind of want to hear what people's top tens are. That would be really interesting to know. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's actually hard to come up with. It's hard to think about. Think about all great works or not great works of cinema i almost put the shining in there yeah Yeah. here's johnny but you only saw that for the first time like was it halloween last year i think yeah something like that it's a good movie it is good it's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. the book's like a million times better but you know it's Mm. like 300 pages seven no i don't even know how many pages it is Uh, it's too long too long didn't read You haven't even gotten through The Gunslinger, which is only like I'm 100 finishing. pages. Uh, no, it's like 200. It's like 300-something pages, and I'm finishing it. When? Next year? Uh, No, before next year. <laughs> we still got a few weeks. All right. Yeah. Speaking of weeks before the new year starts... Good segue. In our next episode, we're going to go for the greatest Christmas movie ever. Oh, yeah. Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> I love Die Hard. It's, it's been on um, our, our list for years. Mm-hmm. Every year, we um, we do 12 days of Christmas leading up to Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which I think we're going to be starting in a couple days. Yes. Or, you know, actually, I think we're supposed to already have started it. No, 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 no not yet. Um, and, and we have, like, this list of all the movies that we can think of that have Christmas elements to them or are explicitly about Christmas. Then are movies that we, like, actually like. Let me just make sure that we understand that they're actually movies we like. Mm-hmm. Like Ghostbusters 2, for mm-hmm. example. Um, and we watch one of the movies every night to lead up to Christmas. It's fun. Is Vigo! You were like the swatting of flies to him. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta figure out which ones we're gonna watch this year. We have this whole list and we always pick different ones every year. This is true. We will have to go through that. But Christmas Day is reserved exclusively for Die Hard because... Christmas is just not Christmas unless John McClane is taking back a building. That's right. It's not Christmas until you see Alan Rickman fall from the top of a building. I already made that joke. I made I, that joke last care. week. Why are you tell my jokes, Lewis? Because Carl from Family Matters was there. He sure was. But isn't he a cop in Family Matters? Yes. That's weird. Wish I still wish they would have just gone with, this is his life after freaking Die Hard. I'm going to pretend that that actually happened one day. Like, co- concurrently. Yeah. Like, like, there was one Christmas where he was, like, really short with Steve Urkel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was because the night before, all this shit had happened, <laughs> and he was just stressed out. <laughs> like, that's how it started? And yeah. then he just started just giving that love-hate relationship with Steve? Yeah, and then and then Steve made him see the joy in Christmas again, mm-hmm. so then he was happy again. 
That's my headcanon. That's your headcanon? It's just all concurrent. You know what? I'm going to stick with it. It's good, right? It sounds good. It works. <laughs> he just had like a weird fucking night because he was helping fucking John McClane take back a building uh-huh. and shit with the help of the rest of the cops. Yeah. Fucking people landed on top of his car, so it screwed him up. He fell into a ditch. So he's like, ah! Yeah. And yeah. then here you got fucking nerdy Steve coming up to his house trying to hit on his daughter. Like, Get the fuck out of here, Get dude. Out. Get, Get out. You don't even know what I've been through. Don't you have, like, a really good Steve Urkel impression? I uh, don't believe so. Let me hear how you sound. Why? Because I'm curious. Because I seem to remember you having a fairly good one. I don't know what you're talking about. But geeky. <laughs> Please? Reserve it for another time. Ugh, when we're not recording? No, when we're recording. Okay. I'll do it in the next episode. How about that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Now we got to sign off. How are we going to sign off? Hey, say hi to your mother for me. 